that is when my body went into an early perimenopause type of situation. I started gaining weight, didn't know why. I was exhausted for seemingly no reason. I didn't want my husband to touch me. And y'all, he's kind of cute. I mean, I really like him, right? <laughs> and I was just like, what is happening? Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast. It's season four, and here we are still reimagining, rethinking, and redefining what it means to be in midlife and what's possible as we age. We are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. I created this podcast to give you inspiration and let you know you're not alone in feeling stuck in midlife. Both men and women are welcome here, but if you are a woman, I also invite you to join the Age Agitators Club for Women, where we come together monthly to hatch our plans for making waves as we age. Being part of this community for women will remind you on a regular basis that you're not too old and it's never too late to do that thing you've been thinking about. You can find more information at latebloomerliving.com forward slash community and I hope to see you there. Hello, my friend. I am so excited to bring today's guest to you. In fact, I'm so excited. I'm going to do it not once but twice. That's right. This is a two-part episode because we are going to be talking about an issue that's a big one for women in midlife. We're going to be talking about perimenopause and menopause, and we're going to be talking about it with Dr. Lakeisha McMillan. She's really special. I found her on Instagram and was instantly captivated by the way she puts information out there in a really valuable, informative, and entertaining and digestible way. She says stuff and I go, I get what you're saying. So you've got to go follow her on Instagram. Her handle there is Dr. Lakeisha MD. I will have it in the show notes for you because I suspect that you are not going to remember that off the top of your head, but you've got to go find her, okay? Let me tell you a little bit of something about her. She is an OBGYN. Her mission is to empower women as they age to feel confident knowing how balancing their hormones is essential to their healthy living. In addition to her clinical practice, Dr. McMillan is also a speaker and a writer on women's health topics. She's the author of a book, The Other PMS, Your Survival Guide for Perimenopause and Menopause, which is a bestseller, as well as being a contributor to several online and print publications. Dr. Lakeisha is committed to providing women with information and resources that they need to experience relief from menopause symptoms and perimenopause symptoms, of which there are bajillions, basically. I think there's 80-something. Seriously. Who knew that? She's compassionate. She's a knowledgeable physician with a dedication to women and helping them live their best lives, which is why I brought her here for you. And the thing is, is that she has been through it herself. That's where the compassion comes from because she's been through her own early menopause experience. And 
that's what this episode is going to be about. And then next week, we're going to go into more of the nitty gritty kind of a Q&A about menopause and how the heck to deal with all the symptoms and how to get our hormones balanced. So that's going to be very exciting. So I'm just going to say now, without further ado, here's Dr. Lakeisha McMillan. Let's go. Hey, Dr. Lakeisha, thank you so much for being with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm going to go back to what we were talking about before I hit the record button, because um, when I sent you an email asking you to be on my podcast again, you were like, sure. Anyway, um, and then I went back looking for information and I'm like, wait a minute, Dr. Lakeisha wasn't on my podcast before, but you were part of my summit and I had my, my little brain was all confused and it took me, I don't know how long it took me to figure that out. Can I just tell you? No problem. No problem at all. You know, I love to run. I tell people all the time, I love to run my mouth. So it is not a problem. I will always be like, yes, especially when it comes to this topic. I'm always like, sure. Yes. You want me to come talk? Absolutely. (laughs) I am so excited to have you here because I want to get deep into talking about menopause and perimenopause and the lack of information that we have all been like swimming around in in this murky soup of like some information, misinformation. Oh my gosh, it's all so confusing. And tell me if you will, let's go back a little bit. I want to know a little bit about what got you started on doing the educational work that you're doing and and what your background was before that. Oh, absolutely. Wow. You said it when you said the murkiness of the information that's out there. My goodness, we're going to come back to that because that is that's kind of intertwined into my story. Um, but, you know, I, I tease people all the time and I say, if you were to look at my highlight reel call it my highlight reel, you know, of life. I was able to say, I I tell you all the time, I was blessed to come from a two-parent household. Um, I talk about how my dad was our cheerleader. My brother and I say, daddy was our cheerleader. Mommy was our coach. You know, we'd run inside and say, hey, I want to go to the moon. And daddy would say, sure, yes, you could do it. And mom would pull out the pen and paper and go, okay, what's the SOP? I need to know all the details. I need to know what you're doing, how we're doing this. And so when I said around 12 years old, 12 or 13, hey, I want to be a doctor. They were like, okay, we're educators. We know how to be teachers and we don't know how to be doctors. Go find yourself around a doctor. So from the time I was 13 until I went to medical school. So all the way through college. Wow. You knew early, 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 early. I worked at Dr. Hicks office in Huntsville, Alabama. (laughs) And and that's kind of how I got started. I, you know, again, highlight reel, you look at it and you go, wow, you got into medical school early. I went through an early selection program, um, got through medical school, actually got reacquainted with one of my college classmates and got married to him. And we're here 21 years later, two kids and a COVID dog. Y'all, I got a COVID dog, but anyway, (laughs) later, right? (laughs) And it just seems like I was checking off all the boxes. Wow. But, you know, Yvonne, I often say, and I settle into this and I ask people, can I share my real story with you if at all possible? And when that is all I want, honestly, because the highlight reel looks so intimidating to people. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, people listening right now, I I want to bring this up. 
you, so many people that are friends of mine who talk to me about the podcast and say, you know, I, I love your podcast, but I feel like your guests are so impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there's like this, people separate themselves gotcha. and and I'm like, no, you have to hear what they're actually saying. And what they're actually saying is that they're just like you. They Absolutely. Went, oh my gosh. Absolutely. So, okay. So you've just given me permission to kind of kick my shoes off and sit on the couch with the girlfriends. Please. Please. And I say, you know, I, I say to people all the time, don't you know, don't you, when you look back over your life, have those dates or those times or something that really stands out to you. Like you just can't, you can't forget it. You will always remember that. And there are two dates for me. One is April 2nd, 2009. The other is February 23rd, 2010, 10 months apart. I lost my father in April of 2009, my grandmother in, in February of 2010. And you guys, that set me into the biggest free fall of my life. Like that bowed me over like two Mack trucks back to back. And it just, our little tight knit family that we were, it just totally ripped the rug out from underneath us. And, you know, even though I was dealing with grief, Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. Even though I was dealing with grief and I had to deal with that grief, I went to therapy, started peeling back these layers of grief, of complex grief. That's really what it's called my body got hit and the physiology that happened took just really kind of wiped me out so now that i start i I really was able to to sit down and think about things when you have a stressor like that and a big event like that or even little small events we can talk about that too it sends signals through your body and i believe that is when my body went into an early perimenopause type of situation. I started gaining weight, didn't know why. I was exhausted for seemingly no reason. I didn't want my husband to touch me. And y'all, he's kind of cute. I mean, I really (laughs) like him, right? (laughs) And I was just like, what is happening? I didn't like my patients anymore. And I love women's health. My pager would go off and I'd be like, what do you want now? Like, really, Mm -hmm. seriously, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is not me. So I had to take a step back and I had to do that thing of physician heal thyself. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I started really taking a deep dive into what's going on with me. Come to find out I had no measurable testosterone. My adrenals were in the toilet. They were shot. And I was like, no wonder I feel like I'm walking sideways. My thyroid was hypofunctioning as well. And I was just like, what is this? Like, what is going on? So this is when I took a step back from traditional medicine. I came home to take care of myself and my kids and my babies and my husband and, and, and me and life. And that's when I was able to start looking at how I could give to the world in a different way. And that's how I switched into 
Dr. Lakeisha, integrative gynecologist, hormone specialist, speaker, best-selling author of The Other PMS, Your Survival Guide for Perimenopause and Menopause. And so now I help perimenopausal and menopausal women get their hormones balanced so that they can walk through the world with the confidence and knowing just how beautiful and vital they still are. Wow. Wow. So when you say you went home, was that like, did you give up your practice and say, I'm done? And you walked? I, I was part of a group practice. And I remember going to my office manager, who is still a great friend of mine to this day. She is amazing. I actually call her one of my guardian angels here on earth. And I remember sitting down and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And she was like, I got it. I know. So I actually went out on sabbatical so that I could make a decision. Within a month, I called her back and she was like, yeah, I know you're not coming back. She was like, I knew it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not. And again, I had the most wonderful support system. My mother and my husband on two separate occasions, my mom had come up to help us out with the kids and some things. And they separately said to me, Hey, Keish, you know, there's different ways to do medicine. Mm. And they had to almost like give me that permission that I wasn't even giving myself really to mm. say, you don't have to go back right away into the office. I want and to commend you, first of all, for for the courage to to step away Mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, it's that whole sunk cost fallacy. It's like, no, I'm a doctor. This is what I do. This is my training. I have always loved to be, I've always wanted to be a doctor. You could have done any number of things and continue to be miserable and probably not given your, your patients the best possible care because a miserable doctor is not going to be providing the best possible care. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. You know, when I told started telling people I was leaving I I actually had to come up and stand in my truth I guess some people would say now and be okay with that because people asked they were like what are you going to do I mean you're a doctor like all that education and I had to say to them well that doesn't mean it leaves my brain all of a sudden now. I mean, like, just because I'm not going to come in at two o'clock in the morning and deliver babies doesn't mean that now I can't think and process and help other people. And, and Yvonne, going through my, my, my therapy, that's when I really discovered a gift that I have of teaching and taking complex concepts and breaking them down and making them very understandable to people. And I didn't realize that not every doctor does that very easily mm -hmm. and that it was truly a gift and a gift of loving teaching. As I told you, I had two educators in my household. So it's like, okay, I have education oozing through my bloodstream too. And so taking that, and, and really saying, okay, how can this develop? How can I do this? Because it's really more so a one-to-many than a one-on-one -on -one now. And that's where I am. And, and it started out back then. This is like 2014, I think, is when we started the pod. I started a podcast called House Call with Dr. Mack. Your first and podcast, right? That was my first so this podcast. was after your dad died. 
and mm-hmm. you started going to therapy and you yep. started kind of handling some stuff for yourself. And was the, yep. per- now I'm trying to go back in the story too, was, had the perimenopause started to hit you like a Mack truck at that point too yet? It or did, not but yet? I really, I, it did. And it was one of those things where it's a, re- it's a, a, a diagnosis that a retroactive diagnosis that I can make now. Ah. Where now I'm like, oh, oh that's yeah. what was happening. Oh yeah, man. I I was doing some research today and I'm look look I'm you know about the PMS and perimenopause and all the things. And I'm looking back at my whole freaking 40s. Like <laughs> I'm oh. like, I'm like, oh my oh, gosh, wait. I was probably like I didn't have the night sweats yet until later. But I'm looking at what was happening to me with uh, maybe some depression, yes. uh, the stress, different things like that. Okay, so here we go. I think what we have here, I'm very excited about this. I think what we have here is I'm going to do a two-parter for okay. for this interview because we're going to do, we're doing this old school right now with late bloomer living, which is talking about your story and what brought you to where you are now. And I'm really excited for people to hear that. Cause I think it's really important, Absolutely. especially that, that you had the courage to step back from being a practicing doctor with patients and found this new route. So I'm very excited about that. And then we're going to get into the nitty gritty of all the things about menopause. Um, so yep. I want to keep going with your story. Mm-hmm. So this is post your dad died. You started going to therapy and you started your first podcast. Exactly. And that's when I, um, at this time, I was also doing little seminars on health and wellness Um, I got, you know, I started really digging into like just vitamins, just, you know, how do you feel better? How do you, you know, make sure that you can support yourself. And so my husband and I actually had a small company, um, that we, we had where we were actually recommending vitamins to people. And that was a nice little niche there, niche there. And then I got a call from a form from my former employer, And he had moved on and was doing a wellness center and said, hey, I think you want to come and see what we're doing over here. It's some pretty neat stuff. And I did do that for a while. And so um, going there, I think, helped me to be able to take a breath and go, okay, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to really dive into what I can see as integrative gynecology. And so I started doing more what we call CMEs, which is your continuing medical education courses, um, really diving into functional medicine or integrative medicine, looking at a person as a whole person. Oh my gosh, please, right? Yeah, I believe that's (laughs) kind of where I was already drawn there because Loma Linda University School of Medicine is where I got my medical degree and their motto is to make man whole. And so we were taught to look at a person as a whole person and to not just keep your blinders on in your particular area of the body. I say all the time, we've gotten very good at dismembering the body. Mm -hmm. Everybody looks at their particular part and not, and we don't connect that you are a whole being. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Oh my goodness. My brain is going a million miles an hour (laughs) right now with questions for you. Um, so 
one of my questions is um, the idea of this functional integrative OBGYN continuing education that you started. My first question for you is mm -hmm. as a gynecologist in your early training, did you get any kind of, what, what was the training that you were given around menopause, perimenopause? Oh my goodness. Do you have, do, do you have time? <laughs> do you have the time? Because this is a great question. So I believe I have a very unique relationship with the WHI study. The what is the w WHI study? The Women's Health Initiative that came out in 2002. Is that, that the one that was like, don't take hormones? Big, yeah, the big study. So yeah. the Women's Health Initiative had three arms. There was the hormone study, there was the lifestyle study, and then there was lifestyle and supplementation. And the hormone arm of it looked at hormone replacement therapy, what people know traditionally as hormone replacement therapy. I started residency, which means I graduated, I have an MD, and now I'm going to go and specialize in a particular area. And I decided OBGYN. Everybody starts residency July 1 across the country. Oh, okay. Start residency July 1st, around week number two or three, I think it came out July 12th. I may, I may be off on the dates. But my program director comes into our morning report, which is 7.30 in the morning, with this piece of paper in her hand and is like, oh my gosh, this was FedEx to my house. We have to stop everybody. They had FedEx the study across the nation and it was huge. So mm -hmm. I am intern. And now you have this whole big thing of hormones are bad. Oh my gosh, what do we do? Women have to stop. You got to take them off. Now women are coming to clinic. And it was like, saying that women are going to get cancer, cancer right? And oh my gosh, they have blood clots. They're going to have another heart attack. They're going to have strokes. Take them off. We did not do justice and really take apart that study and understand it and how it affects the people that were not in the study. So the study really looked at women 63 years old and older who had had a known cardiovascular event, which means they had had a heart attack or stroke and they were trying to prevent that from happening. What they thought they saw was an increased risk of breast cancer in the women that took an estrogen and a progestin, which is a synthetic progesterone. And both of them were synthetics. Mm -hmm. What we saw was that there was actually, and then we saw that there was a slight increased risk in blood clots in women that only took estrogen alone. Now, what did that mean? Well, what has come out in 2022 now is that when they've combed through all of that statistical analysis, there was no big increased risk above you just being a woman in that study of you having breast cancer. It was about eight per 10,000 women that when the numbers shook out, that happened. So when you really look at it, there was no statistical significance in that. For now, breast cancer, but, for, nor, for, breast for women cancer. who had no previous. Right. No right. Previous, exactly. No previous occurrences of breast cancer. So exactly. what did this do to your. Okay. Okay. So, so I have now, a question. So did we, you. Did, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So now you have people like me. I've been practicing now for over 20 years. 
And I was told back then hormones are bad. And I am now practicing all these years. And now I have women that have been going through perimenopause and menopause and have been suffering mm. because a lot of us didn't have time to even go and research out, well, what else is available? What is there? Because there was this emerging, this emerging studies about bioidenticals, different types who can have this? Is it an option? What are the options? And I'm not saying it's the only option, but I I really believe we did a disservice as taking it out altogether as a tool, an option. Mm -hmm. And part of the conversation, because women have literally been suffering for years. So, so, so what did you, did they, did they go into like a lot of things about menopause no, when you were an OBG? I'm telling you. So the, the, the other thing that happened is that we, in terms of being taught about menopause in residency, big, big goose egg, goose egg, big, big goose egg. We are Isn't taught that to amazing? put women on birth control to help with their periods. And we're taught to deliver babies. That's what I keep hearing, Dr. Lakeisha, is that that OBGYNs, the training that they're getting is has just has nothing to do with a woman once she's done being Absolutely. fertile. Exactly. Once she's done being a baby making machine, exactly. there's there's no it, it just is mind boggling. And I'm like, we Whew. put women off to the side at the time of their lives when they need to be seen more. And we tell them, come see me yeah, when, just come see me when. Get your pap smears done, get your breast exam done. And okay, I'll see you in another year. Whereas your body is changing. Your hormones have changed drastically. It is now affecting your adrenals, your stress pathway, your thyroid, your neurotransmitters. And the way it shows up is that you can't sleep, you can't function, you have brain fog, now you're gaining weight, you don't understand why, you, you're you feeling miserable, you're feeling like you missed a memo and somebody's playing a big trick on you. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> Absolutely. To all, to all Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. Oh Absolutely. my goodness. I want to go back into to your part of the story where you started your podcast. It had not, it didn't have to do so much with OBGYN work, anything like that, right? No. And and at what point did you start to realize that this was um the new direction that you needed oh, to wow. take? So I um I I I am a, a person of faith. And I had been looking for, okay, what is my next? And how does this work? Like, how how am I supposed to show up in the world now? I was like, what does this look like? Um, you know, I'm doing these little seminars here and there. I'm giving people a little bit of information. I, as, as I gain more, I'm giving more. Um, I have a podcast now. And okay, so, so now what? And one of my guests on the show... I found him on Twitter, Dr. Dre, and his handle on Twitter, this is when Twitter was 120 characters. Like you really had to know what you were looking oh, for. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. This is, this is this is back in the olden days, right? So <laughs> 120 characters, you had to use hashtags appropriately so you could find people. So I would, I would put in hashtags like postpartum or women's health and this 
gentleman, Dr. Dre pops up and his tagline was America's OBGYN. And I was like, who is this? I don't know you, America's OBGYN. Well, who are you? So I started, I actually started sleuthing. I started, you know, like cyber stalking him, right? So I'm looking and I started following him. He had some great content. He taught a lot. Um, he had a YouTube channel. And so I sent him a message was like, hey, would you be on my podcast? And he's like, sure. So he came on, talked about HPV and pap smears and all this other stuff. Little did I know that he helped doctors to figure out their purpose so that they could have the time freedom to do what they want to do and show up in the world the way that they could do it best. Wow. So I actually went down to Atlanta about a year after he had been on the podcast and I was able to see how this would work. Like, how does he help doctors do this? And so I actually enrolled in his B school for doctors, his business school for doctors. And that's how he helped me to really hone in on what my gift was. That's really what he does. He's like, what is your gift? What is your passion? What do people ask you about a lot? And, you know, with us be both being OBGYNs, we, you know, connected and he was like, you need to tell your story. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, there's, there's purpose in your pain. And he really helped me to see that. And so he helped me to start crafting and honing this even more. And that's how I was able to really kind of take this pivot and see, oh, this is the direction that I need to go in. And it has really fulfilled, it has fulfilled me to be able to show up as, as Dr. Lakeisha in this space. Amazing. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here there th thinking for this, this, this conversation between the two of you. And I'm thinking of how I found you, which was through your Instagram reels, where you are so funny and you get on and you pretend to be like a 1930s telephone operator. Hello, yeah. welcome to the hotline. And it, they are so funny and full of information and great content and everything else. And I, I'm, I was just like, who is, who is this, you know? Um, so I can totally see all the things like coming together. I'm so excited um, for this part of the story because this, I think, is goes beyond menopause. It goes beyond um, your being a doctor. It goes beyond all those things about you to, mm -hmm. to your humaning, which is mm -hmm. that you started on a path and that path came to an end. It came to a natural end and you had to find your way to what was next. Yes. And that is what Late Bloomer Living is all about. And I do think that that tends to happen for us in midlife um, or around there, you know, where we just um, have, there's a reckoning that we come to with who we are and yeah. uh, how exciting for you. And Absolutely. us, because we get the benefit of you giving us information about menopause. Thank you. Thank you. I, it, like you said, it's, it's one of those things where you're on your path and when the road starts winding and taking sharp cur curves and turns, um, just hold on, just, just <laughs> hold on because you're going <laughs> to round the bend. You're going to come around the bend. And, and if you're open uh, it, your next is going to show up. It really will show up. And, and I had to really learn and sit in the discomfort of the pain and an understanding that there is purpose in pain. Yes. And 
being able, like you said, to bloom, bloom where you're planted. You know, um, I love metaphors as y'all can see. So it was like, okay, here's where I am. What can I do here? Like what life has brought me here. What, what do I do now? Yeah. Mm. I love it. And I think this is where we will end this first part of the interview. Well, there you have it. Part one for you, Dr. Lakeisha's personal experience of going through early menopause. You know, it's amazing what we don't know when we're heading into this era of our lives. When I look back at my 40s and think about some of the stuff that was going on, I can clearly look at it knowing what I know now and go, oh yeah, yeah, that was probably a little perimenopause action going on there. And wouldn't it have been helpful to know that? So, I can't wait to have you come back next week and get some of the lowdown about hormones and how to balance them. She is a font of information for that. So, come on back next week and we'll go at it. And in the meantime, I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and well and talk soon.